Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Scout Sobel, founder and CEO of Scouts Agency, a female-focused PR agency that specializes in the medium of podcasting. I also live with bipolar disorder. From being a college dropout to a business owner, I have garnered up the healing tools from living with a mental illness to build my entrepreneurial life. Welcome to my podcast, where I ramble about mental health tips, entrepreneurial strategies, and mindset shifts so that you can live your life of purpose. I am the emotional entrepreneur. And thank you for being here. Let's get into the episode, shall we? Hello and welcome to my podcast. If you are a regular listener, welcome back. I appreciate you being in my corner, on my team, in my community. It means the world to me. And if you are new, welcome to Scout Podcast. I'm Scout. And today we're going to be talking about outing my shadow very specifically around the idea that I thought that I was special. But before that, let me set the scene of, I suppose, my life. It is almost 5 p.m. My husband ran out to grab a sushi. The sun is setting, so my entire house is filled with that orange golden hour glow. I am curled up on my couch I am tired but blissfully happy and fulfilled yet very excited to take the rest of the evening off to just kind of rebuild and rejuvenate since I will be out of town for the next week in Palm Springs and Big Bear and every time I go out of town I get really anxious before and so I'm implementing a lot of ways to not overwhelm myself before heading out of town and to ground myself and all of those things. So we'll see how it works out. But for right now, I am curled on the couch. My dog Luna is next to me. The sun is setting. I am anticipating sushi. So I am happy. So I wanted to out one of my shadows. And if you're unfamiliar with shadow work, I don't have the best definition because I'm still navigating that relationship of what shadow means to me and how I can quantify it, define it, talk about it, but it's essentially the areas of ourselves that we don't necessarily like, that are unfavorable, that maybe we carry some shame around, maybe we don't want to admit, and there is a lot of power in identifying, defining, and coming to terms with the shadow aspects of your personality, 
And there's also a lot of healing that comes with outing them and publicly talking about it. This does not need to be on an Instagram live or on a podcast. You can out your shadow to a friend, to your partner, to a loved one, whoever it might be. But since Scout Podcast really is kind of my safe space, I thought that I would out it here. So I was just recording a podcast episode. I was a guest and the host was talking about how there are certain things that made her feel less alone in her mental illness. And I hear this constantly. Um, I just want to make people feel less alone and or people will say that podcast episode or that piece of content, that YouTube video, that book made me feel less alone in my journey. And I've always somewhat not known what to do with that piece of information because for a long time living with my bipolar disorder in the depths of my depression, I wanted to feel alone because my ego told me that I was special. So I didn't think that anybody could truly understand the depths of despair that I was going through or the tumultuous rising anxiety that I was feeling that debilitated me from even going to French class as a college student. I wanted people to understand that I was different and that what was happening in my brain when I experienced extreme episodes of paranoia and psychosis of men following me home and waiting on my balcony, under under my bed, in my closet, waiting to come kill me. I wanted people to know that that wasn't normal. And I think it started as a cry of, hey, I, I feel like I'm in trouble. I feel like my mind is going places I can't control. I feel as if this is greater than me and it is greater than my experience has prepared me for. And so it started with just this this defining or separating my experience from the normal 20-year-old teenage even, early 20s experience that I was watching my peers and friend goes through. So in separating my experience as a mental illness, as bipolar disorder, it placed it into a different category. And when I was placed into a different category and then was told to heal, I used that category against myself. I didn't want anyone to relate to me because if someone could relate to me and they got better, that means I could get better. Or if someone could relate to me, that means that what I was going through wasn't as devastating or critical or dangerous or institutional or chronic as the doctors had told me that all of my past behaviors wouldn't be justified if other people had also gone through it. And therefore, my ego built up all these walls around me and I wanted to feel alone because if I felt alone, I could stay in victimhood. I could say, this is out of my control. I can't go to work. I can't hold an internship. I need you to come home and save me. And I could stay in my comfort zone of the pain that my mind had gotten used to. So... My shadow is that I thought that I was special. I thought that I was unique. I thought I was a rare case. I thought that my human emotional experience was more intense than others. And that separated me from other people and held me to a different standard in my mind than others. And what happens when we separate 
ourselves from other people, we forget that I suppose the whole point of this is human connection and we allow our ego to puff us up. And it sounds weird because my ego was puffing me up in my disorder. It wasn't saying, you're not like them. You're so smart and successful. You're not like them. You're so gifted at the piano. You're not like them. You you deserve better. You deserve a better partner. You deserve a better house. You're not like them. You could never work a job like that. My ego wasn't doing that. My ego was saying, you're not like them. You suffer more. You're not like them. You have imposed suffering on you that is out of control. You're not like them. They don't feel as deeply as you do. And I'm not proud of that thinking. I know where it comes from. I know it is the ego's way to make sure that I feel unique so that I could essentially create defense systems around me to not get better or to not enter into the unknown, which meant how do I live with a mental illness and function in society. That process for me to figure that out was excruciating and my ego was keeping me from figuring it out because I could live in a painful world, yet I was safe in a home, in my parents' home, being supported by them and I didn't have to do anything. So my ego separated me from everybody else so that I couldn't get help and that I couldn't get better. And so my shadow is that for a really long time, I thought that I was special and I thought that I was unique, but I'm not. I'm just human. And that's the most freeing, freeing thing. That what I go through and what my painful emotional experience brings me is an expression of the human experience. And expressions of human experience are what we all go through. And yes, each one of our expression looks different and has a different color and a different outline and a different trajectory. But there are commonalities like pain and anxiety and imposter syndrome and self-doubt and lack of confidence. We all have that. It manifests in different ways. But if we can come together and relate to one another on that human experience level, that is the connection between all of us. And I cut off that connection. Therefore, cutting off my spiritual journey. Therefore, seeing my place in the puzzle of the collective. Seeing myself as completely separate from all of this means that everything that happened to me was happening to me and not for me, and I didn't have to take responsibility for my life. When you separate yourself from other people and you think you're better than them or have more pain or more trauma or deserve a higher road of success than others because of whatever circumstance you can think of in your mind, that's your ego. That's your ego keeping you all precious so you can't get hurt and face the reality. But if we can just shed that and we can realize that we're not special and we're not unique, 
the details of our lives are unique, but we're not unique. We're all made up of the exact same thing. The exact same skin, fingernails, hair, beating heart. Our endocrine system has the same job in me as it does in you. The way we were born and created into this world was through the same exact process of two people hopefully coming together in love. Our minds have problems turning off and our hearts beat fast when we think we're in trouble. We experience grief when we lose somebody. And we experience inspiration when we get into a creative flow. We are all the same. And that's incredible. I'm sorry that I ever thought that I was unique or special. That my pain was heavier or greater than or deserved to be on a pedestal as this shocking she has bipolar, she has a mental illness. It's serious and I have to I have to take care of myself so significantly every day to make sure it stays at bay. But that's just a human experience. And I'm grateful. So, so fucking grateful that I get to play within the human experience, whether that's pain or joy or grief or anxiety. I'm grateful that I get to do it all. My shadow is that I once thought I was separate. My truth is that I'm just as much a part of the collective and the human race as every living, breathing thing. And now when people share things that illuminate an area in my life that maybe I didn't know other people went through, I do say, oh, yes, that makes me feel less alone because I don't want to feel alone. I don't want to have some weird badge of honor. I just want to be human. So I thought that I would declare that here. I just want to be here. And I want people to feel connected. And so when someone says something on a podcast that I relate to, I now say, wow, now I don't feel so alone. Because there's so much beauty in that. Thanks for holding space for me, guys. I know that I'm just on my couch talking to a mic, but I'm very cognizant that I publish these conversations and I'm very cognizant that people come to listen to them. And there's a lot of processing I do or a lot of feelings or putting things together that I do on this podcast that I'm so grateful for. I'm so grateful that you show up and I'm proud of you. Showing up is hard, but it's the best gift we give ourselves every single day. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to eat sushi. (laughs) I just came back into the room. If this resonated with you or if you know someone who wants to hear it, I would really appreciate it if you would text it to a friend. And yeah, you can rate and review and all the things, but maybe send me a DM instead. 
so we can uh, propel the human connection because that's that's the most important thing here. So I'm grateful for you. I appreciate you. I appreciate this space and follow me along on Instagram at Scout Sobel. Let's continue the chat there. Have a beautiful day and I will catch you next time.